Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It ain't the left side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store on thefinside.threadless.com. Here we are on the week of the NFL draft, breaking down our final two positions. This one will be cornerback. Be sure to check out safety and our other positions on those various websites there. So, Paul, last year the Dolphins never put six defensive backs on the field. They never put seven. We should see more of those packages this year with Patrick Graham and with Brian Flores. Last year Matt Burke only wanted to put four or five on the field at the time. So even though the Dolphins are pretty stacked at defensive back on paper, you know, with Xavier Howard, Mika Fitzpatrick, Rashad Jones, T.J. McDonald, Bobby McCain, and newly signed Eric Rowe, they can put six good players out there, but could be looking to add a couple of more here as we get closer to the season. Yeah, and you pretty much have to. And and I know one of the things I always go back to is Michael Thomas and his breakthrough in Miami. And really, inevitably throughout the season, you end up needing to go to the well with, with the corners you've got on your bench. And if you've got a cornerback on your bench that's got to come in there that is inexperienced and not that good will go with, um, that's a scenario where they're going to get picked on all day long against opposing offenses. And you really need to have six or seven solid corners in the NFL these days to, to put anything resembling a good defense on the field. Yeah, especially this defense. I mean, the Patriots have notoriously had 11, 12 defensive backs rostered at one time. The Dolphins do have some players who have seen a lot of snaps and Tory McTire, Cordrea Tankersley, Walt Aikens, but how confident this new regime is in that staff remains to be seen. So cornerback could be a very underrated need here in the NFL draft for the Dolphins. I'd encourage our listeners, don't sleep on this cornerback spot. Not in the first round, not in the second, not in the third, not anywhere in this NFL draft. So we'll go through a few of these. And looking at the board here, there is definitely not an elite cornerback 
in this group. But there are a handful of really good players after you get past the top 15 or 20 picks in this draft, and it is pretty deep into the later rounds too. The two for this scheme that jump out at me, and what I'm looking for in this type of more man-to-man defense is I'm looking for stickiness down the field and being able to cover all the way down the field to take some pressure off the safeties. That's what that, this true man-to-man coverage defense is going to help with. And, and the two guys I see doing that more and more on tape than anybody else is, number one, Rocky Sin from Temple. Uh, he's somebody that kind of a one-year wonder at Temple, two interceptions, 12 passes defended, but really brought it this year. And he also brought it to the Senior Bowl, too. I mean, he went down there and had a classic battle all week with Debo Samuel, who's supposed to be a first or second round pick, too. And I, I think that he can really be that number two cornerback opposite Xavier Howard. And the other guy is Greedy Williams. I mean, this is somebody I've come full circle on because at the beginning of the year, I really wanted to like Greedy Williams at the beginning of evaluating these prospects. What I saw was a very tall, a very skinny prospect, not very good tackler, not very good in the first five or 10 yards. But the further you get down the field, the stickier he gets and the better playmaker that he gets too. So even though he may not have it all in all those areas, then it doesn't mean that he's not a great fit for this defense. And he's 6'2", 185 pounds, has superstar upside in terms of playmaking skills. The the consensus top three or four cornerbacks included in that group, you've got DeAndre Baker from Georgia. He struggled throughout the pre-draft process. And before he was an early to mid first rounder, now he looks more like a mid to late second. He hasn't allowed a touchdown in two years at Georgia, and he's played the best of the best. But he hasn't been a great athlete. He hasn't interviewed very well. And he seems to really more be a zone type of cornerback in that he's better covering 10 or 15 yards and close to the line of scrimmage, not all the way down the field, which this defense may recommend. Byron Murphy as well. Seems like a better fit at nickelback. Ran a 4-5-5, is a little bit undersized, but has great instincts for the ball as well. So I, I think Greedy and Rocky Sin are the two players I'm really looking at if the Dolphins have a deep trade down into the late first or early second round pick. Yeah, and it's it's funny you mentioned Byron Murphy and DeAndre Baker. I definitely like Byron more than I like DeAndre. Um, when I watched his tape, it seemed like some of his best plays, while they were good reactions, they wouldn't have been been a thing if it wasn't for a bad play from the wide receiver or from the quarter quarterback uh, on those plays. So you take some of those out of there, and I, I know that they're going to happen, but to me that's not a player making them happen. Every player is going to get those opportunities. And, and so you eliminate those, and he looks a little bit slow at times. I know he didn't allow a touchdown, as you said, but he does look slow out there. So I think having him in his zone is definitely a need. Byron Murphy, I thought, played a little bit faster than his 40 times said. He, he does such a great job of separating wide receivers from the ball, whether it's after the catch or, or preventing the catch from happening. He's a big hitter. He can come up and fill up the line, and, and he really just has great ball skills and positions himself well against the receivers. So I could see him being a fit. I still have that, that sense that uh, Brian Flores and Patrick Graham and, and Chad O'Shea, even if you want to talk offense, are the type of coaches that are going to finish designing their scheme 
off of the players and talent that they have. So if you've got a good football player like Byron Murphy, I, th- I think they will make those moves to, to scheme around his talents. But for me, a guy I've absolutely fell in love with watching, watching this tape. And I know you don't always like some of these lengthy corner corners out there, but Amani or Aruarie out of Penn state, two, two, three. I've been practicing that more than anything all week. Um, he runs a four, four, seven. I mean, he positions himself so well that with his length, he, he basically shuts receivers out, even receivers that are bigger than he is from being able to even make a play on the ball. Um, he really knows how to use his body. He does a beautiful job knocking the ball away and he can come up and he can hit, which I love seeing a, a corner that can hit. A lot of these wide receivers, especially in today's NFL, don't hold up well to a corner that can hit. I like Aurora too. I mean, I this is somebody that I've watched a lot of, and I love the comparison. I think a few people have made it, and that's Prince of Mukamura, another long long name there for the Chicago for the Chicago Bears. I mean, I don't see a player at the next level that's going to be flashy, but he's also for a big guy. I think going to be sticky with that wide receiver he's going to be good in run support and even though he's not going to make flashy plays he's not going to be a you know patrick peterson type of player i think he's going to be a very good job in man coverage too this is somebody in the second round that if the dolphins looked at i would have no problems with that whatsoever a player that i really like coming out of the university of michigan was david long and he's somebody that was very underrated throughout the year did not it doesn't have great size and even though he's fast, he's not, you know, four three forty fast. He's more quick, and that resembled itself when he ran under ran under four seconds in the three cone drill. Very very bendy, too. Very sticky, and one of the lowest completion percentages in the college football ranks. I see him fitting very well in the slot as well as on the outside. I think he can do that too, and he presses the cor- the wide receiver and very skilled technique-wise in that as well. A couple other guys, too, that I hope, you know, it's not that I I think they're bad players, but I kind of hope the Dolphins stay away from a little bit because I I don't want, I'd just come away a little bit underwhelmed if they were the second-round pick. First, Lonnie Johnson from Kentucky. There's some talk that he's been moving up boards after he ran a 4-4 at 6'2", 200-plus pounds. But when I watched him on film, he just looked okay. I mean, he was a big cornerback. I didn't see a lot from an athletic standpoint. And even though he was big, he wasn't that hulking shutdown corner on his side of the field. So could go first, late first, early second round. Hope the Dolphins stay away from him unless somehow he falls into the third. Uh, Sean Bunting from Central Michigan is also moving up draft boards too. I like him a little bit better, but still somebody that I, I don't think is worth the risk there in the second round. Julian Love from Notre Dame, just kind of meh at cornerback and at slot. Justin Lane at Michigan State is a player I've, a lot of people love, but I didn't like a lot of what I saw. I thought his feet were all over the place in press coverage at Michigan State. I didn't see that same thing from Aurora or from uh, David Long out there at that cornerback spot. So, Paul, who are a few players on maybe on the negative side, some players you're a little bit more down on at that cornerback spot? 
Well, I had drawn a line through. I had started watching that exact same guy from Kentucky and draw, basically I, I disliked it so much that I drew a line through him. Uh, if, mm. if that tells you anything. Um, and then, I mean, it's, I know we've already covered this a little bit, but DeAndre Baker, and I, and I just want to reiterate, is a guy that I just watched and it didn't feel special to me. And, and for somebody that's going to go that high in the draft, I want it to feel special if Miami's going to go after him. And, and a lot of our, our listeners, I think, will know what I mean there. As far as on the positive side, there is a mid-rounder that I really liked in Jamel Dean out of Auburn. I mean, the guy's 6'1", 206, flashed a 4'3", and he uses his speed really well out on the field. And God, does he play physical out there. I mean, it's he is all over the wide receivers. He can jam receivers at the line, which you usually don't see from some of the faster corners out there. The only issue that I saw with Jamel, even though I love him, and I think it's something that Miami could correct pretty pretty easily with him, is he does have a tendency to hook his arm around wide receivers a little bit too much. And once you get that reputation out there for doing so, you're going to get flagged all day. But he's a guy that I definitely love in this draft. And a few other guys I kind of like, too. Uh, Corey Ballantyne from Washburn. Very small school, but sometimes these small school cornerbacks can adapt very quickly into the NFL if you limit their responsibilities. He ran a 4-4-7, and at the East-West Shrine game, he was one of the best players there. Uh, Jimmy Moreland, also from James Madison, kind of fits that same mold as that press cornerback type, could be available in that fourth, fifth-round area. And finally, the last guy on the list here, Mark Fields from Clemson. I mean, when he got on the field and he got his opportunities, he always took advantage of them. The problem is he always seemed to have somebody ahead of him in the depth chart and could never quite leapfrog them. I mean, when you've got somebody like Trayvon Mullen ahead of you, who should be a late first, early second round pick this year out of Clemson, and he's doing a solid job out there. Sometimes it can get kind of hard to crack that starting lineup, but I saw a kid that plays with a chip on his shoulder, and if the Dolphins can get him late on day three, then that pick would also make a lot of sense. So there are a lot of cornerbacks yeah, look at, in this look draft. Cat, I'm going to jump in there real quick because you set me up perfectly with that chip on his shoulder thing. Uh, one guy as well for late on day three that I think our listeners should keep an eye on. He's absolutely undersized. He may even go undrafted because of it. But if you watch his tape – the kid is nothing but a player. He plays aggressive. Believe it or not, he plays physical at 5'8", 185. He runs a 5'3", Always seems to be making plays around the ball. Tends to shield guys much bigger than him, and that's D'Angelo Ross out of New Mexico. Uh, he can fight through blocks and, and run support, which is astounding to me because he, he is tiny for the game. But you know what? He just seems to always be around the ball, always be making plays and just playing with a fire and leadership out there that, that I absolutely love. So if Miami can steal him and, and have him possibly be that, that fourth or fifth corner that's going to see some action, I, I think he could be an absolute test for defenses, and I think he's a guy that, that Brian Flores and, and Patrick Graham would have a lot of fun scheming with. Yeah, I mean, you just look at last year with Jalen Davis – where they signed him as one of their best priority free agents, he got on the field this year. And toward the end of the year, he started to see a lot of meaningful snaps. So there's a lot of uh, cornerbacks here in this group. And I expect the Dolphins, if not, if they don't draft one, there'll, there's a good group of players here that could be had as an undrafted free agent. 
That will do it for our breakdown of the quarterback spot as we continue our NFL draft preview position by position. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. So, D, take us out. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.